0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions.
1: As Pearl as Pearl Jam fans are, we're we're an interesting group. We love to talk to each other, Mm -hmm. but we're kind of hard to find. And you know, you see the occasional guy or girl. Well, not usually a girl, but it's even better when it is. But you know, see the occasional guy walking around with a you know maybe a ten club shirt or something like that. Like, hey, cool shirt! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh thanks!
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like that spider-man meme the two spider-men pointing at each other right? yeah yeah hey! <laughs> exactly that's
1: exactly right like oh oh you like them too yeah yeah okay cool right on like so talk to me <laughs> Yeah. and uh it's so it's been uh, it's so it's 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 cool it's a cool community cool community of good people yeah
0: because if it's not that then it's somebody says are they still making music are they still around
1: right or i yeah i used to like them oh when yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> alive. Okay, great. Goodbye. <laughs> you, Yeah, you, you you saw three videos, and you liked them, and uh-huh. you're dead to me. Go away.
0: Well, if they would have kept me kept making videos, people would know about them, right?
1: Isn't that right? Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? <laughs> wow!
0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam Catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. again with the better band podcast and i'm your host brandon and today we are talking about the cypress hill and pearl jam collaboration real thing from the judgment night soundtrack and my guest today is bob remington hello
1: hey how are you doing i am doing well and you i'm doing great thanks so much for having me this is gonna be a hoot have it, thanks for having me Oh no
0: problem. I, I I I heard you were from Vegas and so I was like, "Okay, I got to get my second Nevadan on the show."
1: Right? Right, we got to represent. Yeah, we got to represent the. Uh, you know, we got to we got to protect ourselves before they all come to. Before the world comes to storm area fifty one. Right. Oh yes.
0: Oh, which I might have have already happened by the time this, this comes out. Happened.
1: Yeah, we all we all survived. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, oh, and uh, also uh, Burning Man, you know.
1: Well, right, you have got Burning on. Man up by you, and uh, that's going yeah. on. Well, a few weeks ago, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they uh, they all go to Burning Man first and do all the drugs and get really high, and it's like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go to let's go to Area Fifty One, and then all head down towards you. Perfect, and
1: that road is just the perfect place for all the vultures to pick those people up. <laughs> <laughs> is a desolate stretch of highway.
0: Before we start though I have to ask you when did you first hear of Pearl Jam?
1: Well I first heard of Pearl Jam uh, when 10 came out in 1991. I had moved to Las Vegas and uh, from Denver and I it was my first big foray into the world so the first thing I did was scroll the radio station to find what station was going to be station i could listen to and i found 92.3 Comp, the rock of las vegas <laughs> and um listen to that and you know it was pretty peppered with some of the stuff i was listening to at the time it was pretty peppered with you know the cinderella the poison the rat the the winger the, you know, all that hairspray mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And occasionally they'd throw a Stevie Ray Vaughan song on it, And occasionally they'd throw a Jimi Hendrix song in. And occasionally they'd throw a Red Hot Chili Peppers song in. And I'd hear some stuff from Californian stuff. And anyway, long story uh, dragging on here. They had a contest one day. Well, you know, not a contest, but it was like, t- you know, be caller 10 right now. And you're going to win two movie tickets. This is this. And so I was the caller and I won. And I went down to the radio station to pick up my prize which i think was a like 20 gift certificate to like applebee's and uh some movie tickets and two cds and they gave me rush uh roll the bones and they gave me pearl jam 10 which had just come out and uh i you know like i said i was at the time i was kind of into that painfully I'm, there's a little brad blazek in me i guess i was a little into that you know a metal dude i was into that hairspray metal <laughs> thing and um but it wasn't satisfying. And anyway, I, so I didn't, you know, the Rush CD, Roll the Bones was whatever. I I like some Rush, but Rush was kind of, that Roll the Bones was kind of not great to me. And that got cast aside, but I put in Pearl Jam and I just, uh, wow. It was like the angels singing and everything. It was just kind of like, this is really cool. And then of course, you know, they became, you know, what they became and you started seeing them on, you know, MTV and you started getting a lot more radio play and they became just huge. And I, uh, I just, Loved him and I got a chance. Um I just got a chance to go see him in ninety-two on the Lollapalooza tour in Denver. And so that show was like five weeks removed from their pink pop performance and it was just the same thing, like Eddie Vedder, you know, he was climbing up on the scaffolding and jumping off into the crowd. And I mean, I'm sitting back and far and I thought, This guy's gonna kill himself. But <laughs> I you know, they were the second they were the second act of the day. The first act was a band called Lush and uh Oh yeah. The, yeah, they were great, and then but then Pearl Jam would come out at literally like one thirty in the afternoon, and they played till probably two twenty, and you know the I don't know couple thousand of us that were there were just I mean it was just balls to the wall performance, and I just I thought wow these guys are you know these guys are for me yeah. so they it, they were it was they were great, and then when they you know they came here and played those two shows. When they came to Vegas and played those two shows in 93, uh, November 30th and December 1st, the one that's a vault release. I mean, those those shows changed my life and I've been on the bandwagon ever since. I mean, it was, I've never, those were two nights in a row that were just, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. So I've been, I've been part of the cult ever since.
0: So then <laughs> they
1: take a complete left turn. And they got this song. Well, right, and so so this you know this happens kind of all about the same time. So you know people have talked before you know on, on your podcast and so on. Any little any little tidbit of anything resembling Pearl Jam or Temple of the Dog or anything you're just going to grab at. So this Judgment Night uh, soundtrack comes out with Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. I'm like, I got to have it. So I got it. I think i got this from uh i think i got this as a columbia house or rca like selection of the month i'm like yeah i'll pay 20 bucks for that right on you know back at the time when every other cd was like 7.99 right (laughs) but i'll pay 20 bucks for this because it's got pearl jam and cypress hill right on so yeah so then they took this little turn and that was the time when they were just trying to put i think they were just trying to sell i think they were trying to sell more hip-hop to white suburban kids, because they that was the only way they were going to digest it was if, uh, you know, if a rock band was behind it. And then, you know, there's some there's some great songs on this soundtrack. A few of them aren't great, but there's some great <laughs> ones on there. I
0: think that, um, what was it, the manager for Cypress Hill and House of Pain, Happy Walters, had the idea uh, for putting this soundtrack together. For the whole
1: soundtrack or just this collaboration between Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam?
0: No, for the whole soundtrack. He executive produced oh, okay. it.
1: Oh, oh did he okay cool yeah cool. so the
0: um because there have been other sort of dalliances you know building towards this you know you have the uh run dmc aerosmith walk this right. way and then also like uh the
1: uh sure, sure. sonic
0: youth and uh chuck d song oh man was a cool thing i think
1: yep cool thing yeah. right yeah and and sonic sonic youth has a song on this soundtrack that's actually pretty cool also a it's uh, i love you mary jane it's pretty good it's it's a decent tune
0: yeah and uh let me see what else oh yeah because uh i think that the that cypress hill was sort of introduced to pearl jam uh because they opened for them at the uh drop in the park concert
1: okay cool right the one up in uh see that was the seattle show right
0: yeah the one that's right. on the uh um, yeah, yeah. 10
1: deluxe reissue right 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 Yeah, I think I read, you know, while doing my heavy prep for the (laughs) Real Thing episode. No, I think I read somewhere, maybe it was on the, maybe on the porch thread, someone had said that Stone was really into Cypress Hill. So yeah, I don't know, you know, how that all collaborated. But to be fair, you know, I don't want to advance too far here. But I mean, it's not really a Pearl Jam song. It's really a Dave A., Jeff Stone, and Cypress Hill song. I mean, there's, you know, there's no Eddie Vedder in it at all. And I, I can't, I mean, I'm not. I don't have a skilled ear, but it doesn't sound like Mike's involved, but maybe he is as well, but there certainly is no Eddie, you know, on this track. It's, it's, if anything, it's just, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's certainly, you know, the songwriting credit, I think goes to Dave, Jeff and stone. Um, and you know, Mike's not on there. So I don't, I don't know if he was in the studio or not for that.
0: No, I don't believe so. It was, um, let's see, Cypress Hill had the sort of drum track sample and maybe like something else that they sent to Pearl Jam. they said uh here this is kind of what we're thinking and then they listen to it and then they dave jeff and stone perform the music and send it back to them and they're like oh wow cool and then stone is the one that's singing the uh the nanas at the end
1: Yeah, I, was gonna, I didn't know if that was multiple stones or if that was like Stone and Jeff, because it's more than one person. But yeah, it's certain, you can certainly hear Stone for sure. It might be multiple stones.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard to pick out when Jeff is singing back up with, with Stone because Stone sort of overpowers just in the, in the tone of right. his voice yeah and uh
1: let's see yeah
0: uh, eddie wasn't into it he's just kind of like yeah whatever i don't need to do this you guys are <laughs> doing that
1: well yeah but i mean can you imagine i mean it's so fu- it's kind of funny because can you imagine eddie you know singing some of these lyrics you know running through my- running through the hoods with a hand on the nine why did the pigs come bring your ass and cross the line <laughs> so i can get the blast on i mean i just can't imagine eddie you know singing some of the you know this is very much a. Uh, I don't want to say well i don't want to say pro gun song but it's certainly it's a you know it's a it's a it's a gun song and it, it's uh it, it's a it's a it's a gun song so i can't imagine but you know we've you know we've you've re- we've re- this is this is the time in their career where you know between glorified g a few weeks back and so on there was definitely a theme here And i think eddie wanted nothing to do with this one <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's the whole sort of um, you know rap. I don't, I don't want to say like like glorifying violence or anything like that, but it's it's yeah, you know rap. singing about where you're from and everything. You know, talking about what's going on in your community right. and everything. And it's what Cypress Hill is from Southern That's California, right. probably L.A. or something like that, and you know, probably around the time that he was in San Diego, which is right. probably a little tamer in some uh, in some of those respects. So you know that's what they have seen and everything like that. I don't. I don't believe that they were in any gangs or anything like that. It's probably easy yep. to be like, oh, you know, those guys are, you know, Hispanic. They're Latin, so they're getting. They're dressed like that, so they gotta be, you know, it's like ah, it's just a style.
1: Trouble, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah yeah exactly uh, i'm sure you're right all those bands from that you know rage against the machine all those bands coming out at that time with that kind of you know sort of they really i mean really they had kind of a what do i want to say they had more of a hardcore kind of rocky instrumental sound it wasn't just drum beats on a loop you know so all the so i mean you could you could argue that rage against the machine is kind of a rap band and you know yeah. maybe you know maybe they are in a way i don't know
0: yeah i think it's the sort of difference between, like, the East Coast and the West Coast sort of rap that everybody, you know, talks about. There's a little bit more um, melodic influence in the West Coast sort of stuff that you, you can really hear, right. like, in the uh, Dr. Dre sort of production and everything like that that he did. Sure, that's right. You know, this sort of around the same area and everything like that, too. And then you have the East Coast, which is more, like, straight-up uh, beats and everything like that, and I think, up until, you know. Well, there's there's other people who right, are, right. break that mold a little bit, yeah. I think like uh Wu tang clan and
1: stuff yeah and then and then you had and then you had uh you know then you had other bands like uh Limp Bizkit Biscuit go the other direction, and sterilize it and ruin it for the rest of us uh, <laughs>
0: wow, well, uh, that's uh here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh. oh Fred. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the, the 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 less said
1: the better. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be quiet. I know nothing.
0: <laughs> Let's see. So, what's uh, what else do we have to say about it? Did we get do we get into the in, in into it at all? Yeah, I, I, it, it's the the first thing you notice, at least that I notice, is that the uh, like the feedback at the beginning sounds a lot like the first note of Better Man, the 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 album recording of it.
1: Yeah, you're right. I didn't even put that together, but you're right. There's that whole, I mean, the first few minutes, not few minutes, seconds, first few seconds of the song, you're thinking, and not, it's not a bad song, but you're thinking, oh, I, this could be really cool because Jeff's got a great bass line going. Dave's just got a, he's kicking a nice beat. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be kind of cool. Sounds maybe kind of chili peppers-ish. And then you realize there's no Eddie anywhere. This is just Cypress Hill and it's, Cool. Okay, I'm waiting for Eddie to come in. No, prow, nope, no Eddie. No, nope. you know, and, and you're waiting for or you're waiting for some sort of a you know kind of guitar solo or something. Nothing really comes in there. Which they're really you know the rest of the songs in the album are like that the same way. There's no real. It's just basically these bands playing a you know a solid backbeat for the rappers to do there rapping but it but it it, 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 I mean it is a good I mean I I like the riff (laughs) you know I, I, I do like the riff and I but it's uh you know it's uh I have to be honest I haven't uh ever seen the movie Judgment Night I mean I know what it's about so I don't know at what point in the movie this song comes in and if that's relevant or not but like i said the lyrics are pretty clear it's you know keep me a taser up in the blazer and the black nine by the waistline never know when someone will test you let me know i got my my body why y'all i've had the victim that became the attacker have my little friend waiting for the carjacker you know it's it's, so it's 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 uh you know it's 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 pearl jam music not pearl jam lyrics
0: (laughs) Yeah, the, the, um, I don't believe this song was actually in the movie It was sort of like a bonus track
1: So it was really, it was just, it was a cash grab <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> It was a cash grab, there yeah, it, you go
0: It came out on Epic Records and yeah. Pearl Jam were on Epic So it's kind of like, hey, we got them, let's use them
1: That's probably right, yep And they probably sold, well, they sold one more copy because of it to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, Well, I got one too yeah, it worked. worked. Yeah. but I bought it, I bought it used, so I don't know if that uh, if that counts. No, I bought it. I bought it fresh, paid full price, and I still have it. There it is on my shelf. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean Dave, Jeff, Stone. It's really just kind of their just their groove, and and it's you know you know this is one of those songs. You, you know, this is like I would tell you that. Well, I could be wrong here, but I would think that. Uh, 30 Frank or whatever, something like that will get played live well before the real thing gets played live ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The rumor is that it was played once at the MTV live and loud show that, um, that Cypress Hill did and, uh, Pearl Jam was supposed to be there, but Eddie didn't want to go. And so, and then, and then like stone was there. So he's like, Oh yeah, I'll right. open guitar and, and did that. But I don't, I don't, I can't find any proof of that because, of course, there's no there's no video of it. But right, I haven't been able to either. There's a
1: couple people saying that
0: they did it. Right, ninety two. We
1: didn't phones. We had to walk around with these like big camcorders on your shoulder <laughs> everywhere, and you just looked like paparazzi. You, know, you, you couldn't record anything. <laughs> but
0: there, there is the MTV footage from that uh, from that show. Really,
1: I'll have to look at that. I I didn't find that.
0: Oh, I'll uh, message. Oh hey, yeah. There's a picture of. uh, stone standing next to him well, I mean, that's what it's from
1: hey now <laughs> hey now there's the one there's the one line where's the what's the one line in this uh clack yeah clack clack bang bang because it ain't no thing when i hang with stone and i kick that funky slang yeah i got the funk when i got to do the ill thing because ain't nothing like the real thing the real thing <laughs> but yeah so they, they mentioned stone there and they talk about uh you know running the program cypress hill on the real with the pearl jam and i'm packing the steel okay so that's that, that. That's the that's that that's besides the backing track. That's the uh, pearl jam involvement uh, there on on, the, on this tune. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I still listen to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It probably introduced you know, like you said, like a lot of kids to what hip hop was doing back then. It's kind of like, oh wow, hey, let me uh, let me listen to this something uh, as opposed to what uh, Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, right. <laughs>
1: Right, like we couldn't deal with that. We couldn't deal with the outfits and the pair. Like we needed, you know, r- the reason we all liked grunge is because these guys just woke up and look, they all look like they just woke up and got to work. And you know, we couldn't deal with the fresh hair and the you know parachute pants and all the dancers. <laughs> we couldn't deal with all that. We needed the real thing. We could. We, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I see what you did there. That was awesome. The real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> there's not really much else about this. Yeah, I think- exactly. Took the, there, 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 you know, there there really isn't. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it, you know, I I had mentioned, you know, it's it's um the twenty the twenty thirteen fan club single where they do ninety nine problems with Jay Z, which you'll be you you know, you can go ahead and book me mm-hmm. for that episode now. We'll talk about it in twenty twenty seven <laughs> uh, when it comes out. But I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, it it it. If it shows anything, it shows that probably with not much notice, Pearl Jam can back any rapper because between Jeff on the bass and you know whether it's Dave or Matt or whoever on the drums, and you you got the bass, you have got the drums, and between Stone and you know, like I said, I don't think Mike's on this track, but between Stone and Mike, you know, being on that. Other track that we'll talk about in 12 years you know it's you know it's obviously something that well I say obviously they don't they don't do this to death but it's something that comes natural to them and they can you know play a groove if you will you know like it like it just makes you wonder how many times they bust into a groove like this in the studio and to see what Eddie will come up with and Eddie's like yeah screw it I'm at that. this is, no because <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do this you know but they do a you know they, they can drop a they can drop a funky beat those boys that's for sure.
0: <laughs> I think that uh uh WMA sort of also set him up for this because that was, you know, them playing, yep. you know, recording a loop and sort of just doing that.
1: Yep. Well and it, yeah, and, it, and really, and again, see I'm talking about the wrong episode, but on that ninety-nine problems, that WMA baseline is what really is the background of that whole track, uh-huh. you know, do 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 do. Dude, dude. Although it sort of sounds like crazy training, I do it like that now, so.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say detachable penis. uh... (laughs)
1: Love that song. (laughs) Ah, King Missile. King missile, detachable penis.
0: (laughs) Look it up, kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. I was looking for this and there yeah, where'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh I haven't thought about that song in, since I thought about Judgment Night. <laughs> yeah, since years. I thought about uh, the Judgment Night soundtrack, <laughs> that's funny, King Missile. Wow, that takes me back.
0: I came up with the idea to cover all these songs, and we got the weird stuff, and so yep. we covered this song covered the as much stuff. as you could. Yep. Who else? Who else is doing that? Who
1: else is talking about this? <laughs> Come on, Blaze and Lions. You guys aren't ever talking about this song, never. No. No. Kate and Jesse. No way. <laughs> Never. No, <laughs> no one's talking about real thing. They don't have the courage. They don't <laughs> well, have the courage to talk I, about the real thing. <laughs> I, would not, I wouldn't go that far. He'd step a step
0: it back a little bit. I, uh, okay, I so, all right. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to alienate anybody. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to offend all the people listening. No, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it definitely, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you are covering all this great stuff. I say, well, all this stuff and <laughs> all this stuff. And, you know, and I, I commend you for it. And there's a few things on there that are hidden gems. and There's a few things on there that are lost gems. And, you know, uh, you know, real thing at the end of the day, like I said, it's not really a Pearl Jam song, but it's, uh, it's, it's a fun listen. Give it a listen, kids. It's an oddity. It's an oddity. Yeah. It ain't nothing like the real thing. The real thing. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's yeah the real thing
0: you got anything to uh, that you want to shout out anything you want to promote stuff you like you think that uh, other people should check out
1: Sure well you know uh, I uh, my wife and I own a uh, restaurant in uh, Las Vegas so I'll shout that out if you're uh, if you're listening to this podcast come on down to the steamy weenie. We are a hot dog restaurant. That's right. The steamy weenie. (laughs) And, uh, you tell you, uh, listen, I'm always in the place. So, uh, you come in there, tell me that you heard me on the better band podcast and I'll buy you a sarsaparilla true story. So come on down and have some hot dogs. We're the, we're selling hot dogs and we're having a good time. So that's all I got to plug. I just like, you know, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm an old dude who found a band and you know, you're, your podcast is right you can't find a better band i've been on this uh, been on this bandwagon since 91 and i'm not looking to get off anytime soon so it's uh, i love talking about it so anybody that wants to come in hey have a hot dog and i'll talk about pearl jam with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe talk about a song that has a little bit more meat
1: to it right oh i see what you did there yeah exactly yeah if it, right i mean if you want to talk to me about the real thing for 25 30 minutes like we've done here <laughs> then you know we can we can do that and i will be deja vu all over again yeah that's right if you want to talk about uh evil little goat we can have seven eight nine minutes on that one
0: too well thanks for coming on the podcast bob
1: hey brandon thanks so much for having me this was a lot of fun and uh like i said book me for the you know 99 problems uh episode in a few years (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you having me on it was great
0: You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from BetterBandPod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am also on Twitter at BrandonP, at B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to BetterBandPod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Bob, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Lurleen, I can't get your song out of my mind. I haven't felt this way since Funky Town.